Synchronicity University has an incredible January 2024 and year of 2024 coming up. And for a very limited time, you can choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class for superstar astrologers like Stormy Grace, Cameron Allen, and so many more. Keep an eye out for our upcoming programs. This is the moment, this is the time to cultivate greater love and wisdom and knowledge and insight to your astrological practice. SynchronicityUniversity.com, links are in the description below. Hello, fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to your horoscope for the week of December 2nd, 2023. I am your astrologer, Nadia Shaw. Thank you for being here. It is a remarkable astrological week. Without a doubt, big moves happening in the sky now. Boy, is this a very special time. Now, before we begin, I am on an ocean. I'll talk about that later uh, on the other side of the horoscope. You will probably hear the water. I didn't want to close this because I thought it brought in some really good energy for us. And how appropriate is the sound of water considering what is taking place this week? The very big, massively important news now is that on Wednesday, Neptune will go direct. As we move through this week, Neptune appears to be standing still in the sky, but the technical direct move takes place on Wednesday. And whenever Neptune goes direct, I always think of this as a fog lifting. It's like we can't kid ourselves anymore. We're having to look at things as they actually are. And that includes finding acceptance. It's not always easy, especially if we've allowed ourselves to be that much more carried away, carried out by the waters. It can feel that much more jarring to become grounded, if you will, but it's necessary because it's from there that we can build dreams that actually matter, that actually are true to ourselves and not based on just wishes, but manifestations that help us to feel connected to a healthy sense of self-value and self-respect. And so that's part of the promise now, um, this wake up, this fog lifting Uh, that a lot of us are going to be feeling. As much as it's correlated to fantasy, I think it's also about escapism, where we've been escaping certain truths. Maybe we haven't wanted to look at them. Um, Maybe we have been wanting uh, to direct energies a certain way, which is one of the, the wonderful things about being human, is that we have that ability to utilize our free will, to move ourselves in the direction that we desire to go. And yet there is still that awareness of fate that we can do our best. At some point, though, we have to surrender. And we may do our best and still find that our best efforts sometimes are washed away. And then what we do in those moments, well, that reveals character. The character that we are developing in this moment, but also how far it is that we have come. The sky this week reminded me of a quote, uh, Apollo Coelho saying, and if I remember correctly, this comes from his book, The Alchemist. I read this book way back in the 90s, and I think I reread it uh, years and years later. It really stuck with me. It's a very special book. And one of the ideas in this book, among many, is that when it is that you set out to achieve something, when it is that you want something, 
and you go at it with a pure heart. It is all of the universe that conspires to help you in achieving that very dream, that aim, and that goal. And I think that this idea of the universe conspiring on our behalf is something that a lot of different philosophers have said over the many millennia that we have documented. And it's this idea of faith. That's really what it comes down to. Are you going to observe your life from the perspective that whatever might be happening is part of that unfolding? Are we going to trust the wisdom or not? And that becomes really important with Neptune going forward because I got to say, it might feel for some of us out there like our best efforts and what we've been going for and pushing for, especially over the last five months or so, as Neptune has been retrograde, well, we may find all of that washes away. With Neptune, the tides come in, but they go out as well. And that is part of the cycles of life that Neptune becomes a part of reminding us of. With Neptune going forward, where it is that we need to perhaps restore faith, where it isn't so much about what's washing away, but that we come to certain realizations that help us to understand how we're using our own uh, imaginary energy, our visualization energy, our creative energy, where we've been using it well, but more importantly, where we could use it better. It is Neptune going forward that can help us in that regard. There's a lot of power in imagining a better future, but then also finding power in surrendering to the wisdom of the moment so that we trust that in one way or another, we are going to get there to that more healed and hopeful vision that we see. I remember back when I was writing the book, Prayers to the Sky, I wanted this book to be like astrological magic light, uh, sort of to show you some of my own uh, eclectic practices and how I tap into the wisdom of the planets and how I really believe in forging that emotional connection with each of the planets is part of my uh, foundation of my astrological spiritual practice. And as part of this, understanding the creation myths of the different planets goes a very long way uh, in helping us to understand its core energy. And I remember when I was really sitting with and meditating on and contemplating the energy of Neptune for this book. And actually, much of that chapter was written in an airport lounge of all places. You know, I'm in airport lounges quite a bit, actually, because I do love it. I love airports very, very much. Um, and it was leaving the NCGR conference in Baltimore. It was, I believe, if I remember correctly, 2019. And it was there that I wrote out what it was that Neptune and my connection to Neptune was telling me about its origin myth in particular. And the thing that really stood out to me about Neptune was his relationship with his father, Saturn, and his siblings as well, Pluto and Jupiter. And so the myth goes, and I know I've uh, tapped into this myth uh, from time to time over the years, especially since the publication of that book back in 2019. Um, Saturn receives a prophecy that one of his sons is going to go on to be a greater king than he ever was. He freaks out. So he goes and decides to consume his children, right? He decides to eat them, to store them in his stomach so that they cannot go on to live that prophecy as a way of trying to control the future. And he eats Pluto and Neptune 
when his wife realizes what he's doing, she sees that he's going to go for Jupiter now. So instead she gives him a stone, tells him it's baby Jupiter and sends Jupiter off to be raised in very loving and caring hands uh, with the full knowledge that he is to one day return and topple his father and become a great uh, god among gods. And it is ultimately Jupiter who does fulfill that prophecy by coming back. He slices his dad's stomach open, out pops his siblings, Neptune and Pluto, and he, he takes the throne. Now, of course, we can look at this in terms of understanding energetically what principles are active here. With Jupiter, he's raised with love. He's raised with the knowing that he's going to go on to do great things. And that's what he ends up living. Pluto, god of the underworld, and Neptune, god of the seas, they both experience this sense of almost rejection by their father. Because that's essentially what's happening there. The father is seeking to return those children that he had uh, as to obliterate them so that they don't exist in some way. He is so afraid of their power or more importantly, losing power to one of his children that he would rather erase them than have to look at those very natural things about getting older and examining one's mortality and your time and there's a time for everything and how you're going to use it well, but also when to know to pass the torch. He wasn't willing to let that torch go. And so he does this thing that ultimately is incredibly traumatic for Pluto and Neptune. Now with Pluto, god of the underworld, right, it's all that stuff we hold within, the shadow self that he represents. But with Neptune, you think about the water, you know, we're so interested in exploring space. And I love to explore space. You know that I think the sky is magic. Um, I don't know if I had a chance to share this with you guys before, but back in, uh, it was late September, early October when I was in Bolivia of this year. And I actually went there to see what's called the mirror of the world, uh, Espejo del Mundo. And this is the salt flats. The largest uh, salt flats in the world are in Uyuni, uh, which is sort of a small town out uh, in, in Bolivia. And it really was such a profound experience to be there for me. I had never seen the sky that alive, that vibrant. It, it made total sense that the ancients would look at the sky and see stories unfold see gods revealing their wisdom to us. And the power of salt itself as a purifying agent in ritual, um, in magic even, uh, was definitely one of the strengths of this space. So it was a very important and very special trip that I took. It shifted my energy uh, very profoundly. And so I have had the great pleasure of glimpsing the sky in a way that um, many people might never know to see it so vibrant, to see it so alive. Uh, the ancient Egyptians thought of the night sky as sort of one body, an entire unit. Uh, it was later on, especially in Hellenistic times, that there are more and more uh, distinctions made where the sky becomes um, speaking of, symbolic of, uh, different spiritual entities. But it makes sense why we would think of this as one unit, one alive body before 
we started to consider the more isolated parts. The sky is incredible. As astrologers and astrological practice, we love gazing upon the sky. The truth is, though, that the ocean is vast. And the ocean has so much that we have yet to tap into. So much wisdom, so much knowledge, so much insight, so much healing. The thing with the ocean, though, and this is something that, of course, a lot of us um, sometimes don't want to admit and look at, but the ocean holds everything. We throw things in the ocean, but they don't really go anywhere. And that includes plastics, for example, right? There's this floating plastic island. It's awful for the environment. And we can sometimes forget that when we throw things out, where they end up, landfills, yes, but very often in the ocean. The ocean never lets anything go. It holds on to everything. Whatever you throw into it, it is still there, whether it's at the bottom of the ocean or floating on top. And so it is with Neptune. Neptune and the experiences he had that made him who he is, they haven't gone anywhere. He's still feeling them. They're floating around in one way or another. They might be deep within on the floor of the ocean or perhaps certain wounds, the things that have hurt us, that have traumatized us. Sometimes they're floating right on top for all to see. Or sometimes they're just slightly under the surface. And yet there is vibrancy there, even with the stuff that isn't serving us anymore. In the middle of the pandemic, my entire life changed. Uh, this is when I left the city that I was living in for many years. My relationship ended. I went to another coast of the country I was living in at the time. In Mexico, I ended up in Puerto Vallarta. And it was there... Um, as I nurtured my very broken heart, I remember going on a tour to learn about baby turtles. I thought that this would be so exciting. And it really was. It was a wonderful experience to have um, to help baby turtles to get out into the ocean because what happens is turtles lay their eggs and there are different predators. And if the eggs happen to hatch, well, predators come and eat the baby turtles before they even have a chance uh, and so the whole point of this endeavor is, and the work that uh, some people do out there, is to help the baby turtles enter the water. That really is it. So every day, they have tourists there releasing turtles and locals as well, releasing turtles uh, into the uh, Pacific Ocean. And one thing that always stood out to me was the statistic that of all these baby turtles we're going to send out into the world, maybe one in a thousand is going to make it where it needs to go so that it can uh, procreate, so that it can reproduce. That is how rare the opportunity is. Along the way, those baby turtles, they are going to meet other uh, predators, and it's part of the cycle of life in its own way. We as human beings are helping life as much as we can, but then at one point and at some point, we have to trust that it's going to count for something. Because if you think too much about the fact that it's only one in a thousand, well, it can feel kind of futile. And yet, it's worth it. It is worth the effort. And it looked like it was very worth it to the people who cared so much to maintain these baby uh, turtle sanctuaries.
that's the ocean. It can swallow up. It can serve as a platter to other predators, but it can also hold a lot of wisdom and a lot of promise. It is the energy of healing after all. So many spiritual traditions have this notion that when you change religions, when you enter into that religion, water, bathing, um, soaking yourself in some way is part of the ritual of cleansing you from the past and moving you forward on a brand new path, different than you knew before. Such is the power of water. It can hold everything, but it can also cleanse you of anything as well. And so it is this week, Neptune going direct. I think a lot of us are going to feel this cleansed, hopeful, perhaps more aware of emotion and the past and the things that we've been carrying. The desire to move forward, but knowing that some things are just going to be part of us. That's the way it is. That's part of the experience that we've had in our lives so far. But that doesn't mean that that has to be the whole story because it really doesn't. As much as illusion and delusion could clear at this time, we had those illusions for a reason. They had a purpose to them. And sometimes the purpose was because whatever reality we're, we're avoiding was hard. It was too much. We weren't ready to deal with it. As much as we might be inclined to delve into the sorrows of the past at the same time, and sometimes doing so can help us to release it so that we feel fresh and new, excited to move forward and to see what adventures lie ahead. There may be tears as part of this, but tears can be profoundly cleansing as well. They can be healing as well, especially when you have the intention to make them so. So stay open to the wisdom of this time. A lot of us are going to be feeling a lot of things. Some people might be having certain reactions to certain truths that might not be easy and yet necessary, hopeful, and in its own way, exciting as well. Now, there's something else really exciting taking place uh, on Friday. And as we get to the end of the week, Mercury is slowing down to a standstill, standing still in the sky. And on Friday, we'll perfect a supremely harmonious connection with Jupiter. As Mercury makes this perfect connection, will then next week go retrograde, the week after perfect the connection again. But really, because Mercury is moving so slowly, I'm going to invite you to look at this as a swath of time, not just an isolated moment, but rather to see how there are times when and moments when we see that Mercury retrograde doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. I know that we get freaked out about it. I get it. Uh, astrologers get freaked out about it too, even though we try to keep it under wraps. And certainly uh, people learning astrology are open to it as well, can be very aware of Mercury retrograde. And it is important to pay attention to it because it is ultimately about going over old ground looking at what we're actually thinking about, what we're speaking about, what we're planning, so that we find a deeper layer of honesty with ourselves as to whether or not we like the path we're going on. But Mercury retrograde can also bring practical, real, mundane things back. And with Mercury holding tight a supremely harmonious connection 
with Jupiter, chances are opportunities, blessings we thought were gone can come back around now and in some way might even be better than what they were before. Now, Mercury is still stationed. Mercury will go retrograde next week. So still there's that uh, part there that has to do with being careful with contracts, especially brand new stuff that you might be signing. And yet for all that, this is a wonderful promise that in at least one area of life, it is going to feel as if the blessings not only are with us, but those blessings we thought were lost. We thought we screwed it up. We thought it was good and gone. Now reawakens again in some way this week as part of coming back around as we navigate into next week and the week after as well. And of course, I'll be here to talk about it every step of the way. Finally, Venus is very active this week. And I think that love is going to be an important topic for a lot of people out there. Um, Right out of the gate on Sunday, Venus will square Pluto. We'll be speaking with Pluto intention. Um, And this can be a moment of truth, a moment of exchange, yes, and maybe even a moment of stress. But it helps us to get really honest about the nature of our partnerships. Now, this could be business alliances, yes, because it is Venus that is in the sign of Libra at the beginning of the week, which is the sign of partnerships. But, of course, this can be romantic partnerships, and I would say especially romantic partnerships. With Pluto in Capricorn, this is about the longevity of relationships, whether or not it actually exists, whether or not it's actually there, is the potential here or not. And for some of us, we might be called on our stuff. Our stuff may be our resistance, our our hopes, our fantasies, um, our expectations. We might be called on how it is that we actually are being. What messages are we actually communicating to our partners? How they might be interpreting those messages. Where it's fair, but also where it isn't. Relationships that are healthy, there'll be that element of fairness there. And so you get to a deeper layer of truth. But if it is that certain alliances are not necessarily healthy, this is where that sense of manipulation uh, and unfairness, I'm so sorry to say, but it does happen. Some of that might kick up right out of the gate at the beginning of the week. On Monday, Venus changes signs and moves into the sign of Scorpio. Now, according to the ancients, Venus isn't necessarily at her best here, which means She's got to work overtime. (laughs) That's really what it comes down to. She's working really hard uh, to express herself and bring forward her more loving side. And what I really love about this is that it reminds us that love is an activity. Love is a principle. Love is something that we can work on to make stronger and make better. It is once we have Venus change signs that... She will very quickly move on to align in supreme harmony with Saturn on Tuesday. And this is incredibly hopeful. It is stabilizing. It's understanding the big picture, the long term, and aligning our own hearts, our desires, our indulgences with what it is that we want in a larger sense. Trines of Saturn are about understanding the sacrifices that are worth it. That sometimes playing the long game can actually pay off in big ways. We're able to meet 
matters of love and pleasure, for that matter, with a greater sense of maturity. We're able to ground ourselves with a more evolved understanding of our own unique beauty as well. And chances are we're going to be making some choices. Some decisions are playing out um, that help us to feel like we have an eye towards what's actually best for our futures. Regardless of what we choose, at the very end of the week, Venus will stand across the sky from Jupiter. And I see this energy as second guessing in some way. Um, And so there's a sense with this of whatever we decided early on in the week, we're wondering if we made the right choice. We might be going back and forth within ourselves at that time. And so just pace yourself and be yourself. It's okay to question. It's okay to have doubt. Um, But stay connected to that more wise part of you that likely uh, kicks up very strongly right around Monday and Tuesday um, because it is helping you to make a decision that fuels healthy self-respect. But the great thing is that sometimes, not always, but it is often the case that you can change your mind. What I love about this week for us, there's so much here. It is a powerful and meaningful astrological moment. Of course, it's all about Neptune going direct. The lights come on for a lot of us out there, even if it's hard. This is energy that is incredibly valuable because it is about looking at things not as we hope them to be, imagine them to be, fantasize them to be, but as they actually are. Whether that is ourselves and seeing our own characteristics differently or whether that is some fact of our own life. Admitting the reality of a given situation then gives us power to move towards the changes that we desire. Depending on how far off the path of uh, reality we've gone, well, coming back onto it can feel rather jarring. That's going to be more so for some people than others. And yet, for all that, the promise remains that we move more and more into alignment with manifesting a life in all kinds of ways that is real, that is grounded, that we feel good about. Well, thank you so much for watching. What do you love about this week? Let me know in the comments below. I love reading you guys. And to prove it to you, here's some of my most recent favorite comments. Thank you to everybody who likes, who comments, who subscribes, who shares, who thumbs up. All of it means so much. It helps the channel. It brings positive energy. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. And of course, if you want to know how all these celestial aspects this week speak to you in your sign, log on to NadiaShawSuperstars.com where you get expanded, exclusive video scopes each and every week for each and every sign for as low as just $3 a month with choose your membership rate. Higher tiers get you things like all access passes to Synchronicity University events, consultations with me, and so much more. All of this in the superstar space at NadiaShawSuperstars.com. Links are in the description below. 24 days of giveaways. It is underway now. Just about every December, I like doing this, and it's not even possible without so many incredible astrologers. I think most of them you have connected with through Synchronicity University and through my channel as well. Uh, All of these incredible astrologers are giving away stuff. That's how generous they are. And you can win. Every day, there's a brand new prize to win over the first 24 days of December. So make sure that you are connected through the newsletter 
on my website. Go to NadiaShaw.com to sign up there. Uh, notifications are going out over my social media channels as well, like Instagram and Facebook. So as long as you're connected to me in some way, you will get the notifications, uh, especially through the newsletters. It has those direct links that you need to enter uh, to win prizes. Keep entering. You can enter every day. There are different prizes every day and incredible astrologers that you see here. Thank you to each and every one of them. Uh, I look forward to you learning more about them in the days uh, and weeks ahead as we celebrate 24 days of giveaways on right now at NadiaShaw.com. Synchronicity University has some incredible programs coming up this January. And you've got about four weeks left to choose your tuition rate, an unheard of rate to learn from this caliber of astrologer. We have an exciting start to a brand new year with brand new sessions at Synchronicity University. And they include my incredible friends. I'm going to start with Stormy Grace. Stormy Grace is a fan favorite. She is a favorite at Synchronicity University. And in 2024, the North Node will be in Aries. The South Node will be in Libra. And this class is a five-week course helping you to tap into the power of those nodes. It is a perfect way to start 2024 with information that is practical that you can use to make 2024 your best year ever. And so learn a lot more about Stormy's course at synchronicityuniversity.com right now. You've got just a few weeks left to choose your tuition rate. There's always just $5 a class. An unheard of rate to learn from the one and only Stormy Grace. Links are in the description below. Synchronicity University presents the incredible Cameron Allen. He is a superstar in astrology. He is one of the leading medical astrologers uh, right now, one of the most visible, certainly. He's made such a presence of himself through his wisdom, through his knowledge, through his insights that are truly his own and unique, but also grounded in ancient wisdom. And so he's back for a third course on medical astrology. If you missed the first couple courses, you can get them as instant downloads right now. He's been kind enough to make those available at just $5 a class as well, which is incredible uh, to catch up with those courses if you didn't get a chance to take them. But this class is also a standalone in and of itself that you can tap into um, to create and use astrology to move towards a greater sense of health and well-being over the course of 2024. Again, when we start a brand new year, there are certain things that people focus on, especially. And one of those things can be our health. And this is a wonderful way to start a brand new year uh, with a commitment to grounding your health practices in astrological wisdom and real practical tools that you can use from the one and only Cameron Allen. Again, you've got just a few weeks left to choose your tuition rate, as low as just $5 a class. The one and only Cameron Allen back at synchronicityuniversity.com. Links are in the description below. Synchronicity University has an incredible January 2024 speaker series right around the corner. You've got just a few weeks left to choose your tuition rate. As low as just $5 a class, incredible topics, incredible astrologers. I'm so excited to celebrate with you. And I'm going to start with my dear friend. I know you've seen him on my channel lots of times. It is Andy of Wise Ass Astrology. Uh, Andy is one of the most brilliant astrologers I know. He has a really unique way of expressing his wisdom and knowledge of the planets. And so he is going to be teaching on relationships from that wise ass perspective. So this is a class not to miss. 
Caesar Love is coming to Synchronicity University for the very first time looking at basketball's hidden stars. So this is going to be a great way to look at astrological wisdom applied to athletes uh, and how that can come together. So excited about that class. Carrie Samuels is bringing a numerology class called Planets and Numbers or Numbers and Planets. This is very exciting. Numerology is always super popular at Synchronicity University. She's the perfect person to teach it. She is an experienced and brilliant teacher. So you are going to want to check out this numerology class from Carrie Samuels. Anna Andrade is teaching on the Vertex. Now, uh, Anna actually presented for one of the astrology orgs, a professional development uh, a class that she did, and I loved it so much. I asked her to come to Synchronicity University, and I know that a lot of students have asked about the Vertex in particular. So here it is. Here's her chance to enjoy uh, the Vertex and to understand it as this powerful karmic point in the chart, how to tap into its wisdom to your advantage. And Carl Glimmick brings Gardening by the Moon. Uh, I got to know Carl recently, and you've seen him on my channel before, because he was a presenter at the Canadian Astrology Conference. Uh, he just radiated so much charisma and knowledge. I loved connecting with him and speaking with him. And right away, I tapped into wanting him to come to Synchronicity University. So gardening by the moon is going to be a popular topic. This is wisdom that can help us to immediately apply the sky, going all the way back to the ancients who used the wisdom of the moon as well uh, to ensure the success of your garden. So once again, you've got a limited time to choose your tuition rate. It's always just $5 a class, an unheard of rate for this caliber of astrologer at synchronicityuniversity.com. Links are in the description below. And thank you. Thank you so much for this moment with you. Thank you for your trust. I'm so grateful for it. I am in the middle of my Daddy Yankee Marathon, a once-in-a-lifetime moment for me. And it is tiring and exhilarating and I'm running on adrenaline, but I'm having so, so, so much fun. Uh, Daddy Yankee is so brilliant. There's nobody like him in my humble perspective. And I know it's because I am a fan, so of course I'm going to say that. In Puerto Rico, in San Juan, uh, what an incredible place to be right on the beach, as I mentioned earlier, right on the ocean, a uh, powerful time and place to be uh, to celebrate and to experience Neptune Station Direct happening this week as well. Uh, I know I'm here for a few more days, but uh, so far, the people have been absolutely incredible. Friends and fans have reached out, absolutely incredible. And I thank each and every one of you. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how the coming days unfold as well. And thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for watching. I'm sure I'll have lots of wisdom to share in the days and weeks and months and years ahead. Daddy Yankee wisdom <laughs> it will come up. Um, but for today, uh, I am just filled with gratitude that I get to have this moment with you and that you see me as some part of your spiritual journey. Thank you. Thank you again for watching. It'll be a great week. Enjoy.